You're all Whoa. assholes. Oh, what is this? Oh, there's just like this flood of Valley comics. <laughs> Should have read Ninjak number two before uh, we start recording. This show is not for the easily offended, so if you are easily offended, go listen to something else. <laughs> Welcome back, listeners! It's Indie Comic Book Noise! How's everyone doing? We're here! As you listened, if you tuned in to our last episode, you know we're at the changing of the seasons down here. We're moving on. Indie Comic Book Noise 476. Can you believe it, boys? Is it a Summer Breeze? No, the Summer Breeze series Uh, has ended. Oh, Today we have featured on the show our regular hosts, that is, in the nation's capital, the Ottawa Otter, Phil. Say hi, Phil. Hello, Phil. Up in the ice box, it's WWX Kev. Say hi, Kev. Yeah, the ice box has melted and evaporated, so, but as winter uh, shows up, you know, eventually uh, I'll start building the ice box back up. And down here in strangely temperate Los Angeles, it's me, Andy, the L.A. Rabbit. Hopefully, we'll get a broadcast from Super Steve if he hasn't been flooded out. Uh, thoughts and prayers to Super Steve. Indie Comic Book Noise is your number one destination for all things independently comic book noisy. We just have a free-flowing discussion about whatever we consider. As you heard from the disclaimer at the beginning... Sometimes, because we talk of about Valiant, is that what you're going to say? <laughs> That's what I should. That should be oh. our disclaimer. But it's that we sometimes, because of this large remit, we sometimes use bad words, like there are any bad words, or heavy themes, like poopsicle. But I always disclaim our disclaimer and say we never really say anything risque or controversial. Um, I don't know. I, what's what's so controversial with this week? I don't, I don't remember anything controversial. Exactly. We don't know Com- what Andrew picked up yet. So. <laughs> Indie Comic Book Noise is part of the Deliberate Noise Network, a fine collection of podcasts, websites, lifestyle brands, ways to live your life to the maximum, the extreme. Speaking of extreme, you can find old episodes of this very podcast on one of those websites, the Indie Comic Book Noise website, coincidentally enough. You will also find show notes. Sometimes I slide links in. You just got to get there before Kevin deletes all the good stuff. You can also find the show on social media. We're on Twitter, Indie Comic Book N, always uh, posting interesting stuff. There's also some Facebook fan nonsense, but I'm not a Facebook guy. And we have individual Twitter handles, but who cares about all Our that Our posts stuff? are so good, we don't even use it. So how <laughs> who's posting? <laughs> I don't... I'm not a Facebook guy, Phil. Never took to it. have no interest. It's not my scene. Me neither. Uh, bad enough, I'm on Twitter. But what are you going to do? And... Uh, start up a message board. <laughs> oh, no, a newsletter. Yes. That's right. It's a newsletter. We'll get your sub stack going, Kevin. Um... Yeah, well, that would yeah. Not... Apparently, Black Hammer is going to Substack with really? all our uh, perfunctory disclaimers and warnings and introductions out of the way, boys. We can do it. I did a little out of order this week, I'm trying to mix it up a little <laughs> bit for longtime listeners. But as I said, summer breeze is over. Now, technically, it's near the end of September that autumn starts, but I consider it when it's. Like the calendar changes. What What are your thoughts on autumn, boys? Do you go by according to Hoyle the specific date every year, or is it a feeling? Well, I'm um, a geek that stays hauled down in his basement, so I don't notice it. <laughs> I feel like the calendar doesn't perfectly map to uh, to what's actually going on outside, but I feel like that's probably a universal feeling. Like wherever you live, it probably there's some awkwardness with the calendar and you. Well, oh, so 
Should we have this be an interstitial episode, or should we debut our new seasonal series? I guess is what I'm getting to. I think we're in right now. I like how you use the fancy word autumn instead of just calling it fall. I know, it bugs me. Well then, Phil voted that this be an interstitial episode, so we'll save our theming for the next for episode. The next, yeah, the next one would time right, I think. All right, perfect, perfect. Well, boys, um, does someone want to go first? Uh, I mean, I will, as a spoiler, let people know I did go on New Comic Book Day and was able to secure a copy oh, of no. King Spawn number one. How? Oh, yeah. Oh, like crazy. I was a little nervous. It's sarcasm in my voice. I got there pretty early after it opened, maybe an hour yeah. or two. Luckily, they had a few, maybe 50 or 60 copies mm-hmm. left. So I just made it <laughs> under the wire. I mean, I felt pretty lucky. I mean, I'm sure the rush was right behind me. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't notice it. You know, they're still in school or something, right? Like it's going to be a bunch of what? 14-year-olds stampeding to jump on the spawn train. I haven't read it yet, but I don't care about spoilers or anything. Yeah, Andrew, we need a review. Let's do it. Well, Kevin and I had some secret conversations about this. What? <laughs> I was wondering, Phil, I'm old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got old man glasses coming. Oh, yeah. I'm slightly afraid I'm forgetting how to read comics. I could see that, yeah, because you get very angry these days. So I had to send a page to Kevin to make sure. <laughs> that, like, was it me? Because I'm like, maybe I'm just crazy, and this page is perfectly clear. Is there Kevin? a misprint or something? <laughs> no, it, it wasn't technically wrong. It was just yeah. like a super experienced team, and mm-hmm. I found the caption layout to be... Weird? Yeah. Yeah, just mine, but like... Like a real rookie kind of layout. Yeah, I catch that in comics sometimes, and it really takes you out of the story when that happens. Yeah. yeah. So it was just one of those, maybe I'm wrong and everyone's reading this in the order, but I wanted to send it to him and be like, am I, Kevin, was I crazy? I I wouldn't say it was the optimal layout for, uh, for reading. And like I said, it's not technically a fail. I just feel like this is your premiere. Like, none of these people are new creators. Was it like a full-page spread and then the captions? They had a giant panel on the left and then little insert panels. But they Mm -hmm. slid one of the panels at the bottom of the page. So I was going in this reading order... And then I was like, wait, in what order do I read that bottom left-hand one? Because mm-hmm. my eye goes not in that direction at all. So but you I'm know like... what? I I catch Marvel doing that, DC doing that. I find there's a... That definitely happens now and then, you know? Yeah, it's just they're leading the eye. So, like, if if you push some things over, I guess you... it's It would still be a little strange composition-wise, but at least you wouldn't... Your eyes would more easily drop to the bottom if those other things were weren't jutting out. It was it was a little weird. And I'm all, the composition itself was also not left me some questions about. They put plenty of room at the bottom of the image, mm-hmm. so they intentionally left that space for that box. Like they yeah. could have, because it's just nothing. Like they wisely don't have anything there. It's just sidewalk. So they could have composed the image slightly zoomed in and then had room for that box to be up top in the more natural reading order. Again, this isn't fatal. This is the, okay, King Spawn, let's give credits. Sean Lewis, <laughs> additional dialogue by Todd McFarlane, Javier Fernandez, um, and then little mini backups, Steven Segovia, uh, Marcio Takara, Philip Tan, Brett Booth doing the little one so it's oh, pushing I like Brett Booth yeah I, I and I will say I feel like the first story is a little less uh wordy a little less over explainy that was my mm-hmm. big criticism of the now, universe let me one. ask you let me ask you does this is this something special for the spawn universe or is it just another spawn story like it, I thought? it feels like me to be just another spawn story yeah. I mean they're raising the stakes like they have a big bad and then kill him like, you know, he's tracking the big bad, and they're like, oh, it's 
I'm not going to give the name in case it's a big spoiler, but X is the big bet. Well, I guess I spoiled. Then at the end, it appears that they kill him. But, you know, it, it, this beginning story is a very short story because they're putting in these other segments. Yeah. So I feel the other weird thing is like Lady Spawn, they don't want to put her in Lady Spawn gear. Like, I don't I mean, need to see she, her she dressed like a person, but not in this comic. Uh, in the main series, she wears it a lot. Because I'm like, I don't need to see her dressed as, like, Sally Joe, who gives a crap. I want to see Lady Spawn. So, if you love the Haunt character, he has a little mini where he oh, gets rescued. I do. I yeah. do like the Haunt. Yeah. So, there's a one, two, three, four, five, six-page story with him. Mm-hmm. Then there's a, a little nightmare segment where the forces of hell are getting angry. And then there's the final little bit where it has, I don't know, it's the nightmare segment. Oh, sorry. And then there's the gunslinger one at the end. That's the one that's the most overwrought. And so I'm guessing that's probably the one that Todd scripted. Oh. Um, yeah, it's a, it's been an interesting journey. Andy in the six months of Spawn. We'll see. I'm holding firm, Phil. I'm on the spawn train. I'm not even holding firm. My foot is slipping on the. I, I gotta say that. Yeah. I'm. I I I wanted to be more excited. I mm-hmm. feel like they could have maybe well, done something a little more special. Like having yeah, all these little bits in it is weird. Yeah, and the thing is, like, you gotta grab people these first issues, and if it's a shortened story, that's not gonna happen. I don't you know, know and, like basically it's an anthology it sounds like yeah i mean the main high, story has but, the most pages but they yeah. bulk out the issue with those little bits and i feel like it's not i don't know it seems like a weird way and i get that they probably couldn't get the issue out if the one guy yeah. had to do an extra 15 pages and and my biggest complaint is if you're doing a special spawn universe like this Every issue, every new series should be something different, not another Spawn comic. Like, have another Sam and Twitch series, you know, things like that. Like, that make it different, where maybe give the Gunslinger one, but uh, the rest, they should have, like, maybe, maybe they should have an anthology. And then, you know, some different characters that aren't Spawns, you know. Well, I also feel like with you, is the four-page teaser Mm mini-story about Gunslinger... It's just moving the needle. Yeah, they're just press, uh, prepping you for a series, probably. Because I have a feeling we're going to see maybe not the same pictures, but mm-hmm. the same the same recap when that issue comes out. Probably, yeah. If you have to buy to confirm, he is going to buy it. When it does gangbusters. Us. Yeah, so I wanted to have that. I mean, I've got plenty more, but I don't want to dominate the mic. I, I believe we uh, we read the same thing, Andrew. We did. Assuming you read them. I think you're on top of uh, Talking about the, 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 the mini-comic. Uh, uh, the output from Kayak Comics? Yes, exactly. It, it's like that Kayak commercial, right? Where they, where they were like canoe comics or kayak comics. You get right. that commercial? I don't... That, is that the one about the website for travel? It's like hotels yeah. or something? Yeah, I, I'm familiar with that one. Okay. We're talking about... Uh, this is uh, Brian Bowles. He, we most know him from Hellbilly's World's Strongest Mailman. A couple of titles with a couple of companies, and this looks like it's his own label. I'll drop something in the show notes to link people to it. But I picked up Goat. Not sure how we pronounce that. It has the umlauts over the O. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Maybe we should look that up. And it's uh that that's a running joke in the thing about how they are misusing the punctuation in the editor's notes. And it's a over the top, violent, anthropomorphized, uh, Conan type world. I would say, with our goat character being one of those savage berserkers that can't be stopped. Who is actually a goat anthropomorphized of course yeah this book is not for kids yeah there's a big red symbol on the front of it that says that that does make me laugh uh what makes me laugh is when you see the the after the the cover is this the inside i'm and i'm all confused because it's all digital 
So now I'm just like, oh, it's just another image. And then I'm like, oh, maybe that's actually on the inside. I have, like, the, I I have the print comic, the so I can tell you. the cover is blank, or if this is image is on the inside cover. I'm the inside both. cover is a uh, close-up of uh, our shirtless hero and a little paragraph explaining the setup of how the idea came and the dedication. But he looks so metal. Like he's, he's, he, he has all the giant chains wrapped around his wrists, the sword, the skull belt, all buff. Well, also the buff up top, but like regular size, le- like that total, like super, the chest is over-exaggerated, which makes yeah. the legs kind of like that. And the big neck too. Hoofit though, you you think you like you could draw some people with? Uh, I know that's your thing. Yeah. Well, it looks like he has in the scenes I have. They actually give him full on people feet, although they should give him <laughs> hoof feet. But that's a the the tone is humorous. I don't like. There's some language and a little, but I think if they got out the language, I mean, it's a little violent. But I guess they really don't want kids reading it. But it didn't seem like it was particularly over the top i mean except for the language no like the warning for the show i I was expecting worse with with a warning like that yeah basically i mean there is like yeah there is language but basically our berserker hero is sent on a quest and he goes through quite a lot to achieve it but he's in the mold of those characters that are larger than life and can't be stopped except by tricky means and he is captured in the course of it through one of such deception. I like the the where they have the when he's going crazy on the on the dudes there. And then like it like I think it was was it Incredible Hercules or something that had all the things like the teeth broke. Then he's cutting someone in half and then the, the sound effect is like cut in half. Yeah. That's chop. always a good time. Slice. Slice. Cut in half. Stab. Yeah, fun stuff. Like I said, I went for the print jobber, so I got the paper in my hands. If you, have I mean, I don't, I don't believe I had a choice. <laughs> better. Yeah, these are shipped uh, domestically from his uh, Etsy. Like I said, I'll put a link in the show if you yeah. need to see it. It's fun. It's a, it's a, that very quick very compressed like i said guy slicing through other people to get through the mission can't be stopped tougher than nails a bit of a play on the tied up hero getting out of the cell that we've seen similar sort of like uh, sort of an interesting take on conan on the tree of woe or chuck norris and the one where they put the rat over his head type of thing (laughs) Sorry, Phil, you were going to ask something. Is it a funny comic? Yeah, uh, the editor notes are humorous. It's done for funny effect. Like Kevin said, the sound effects for being what they are and everything. And the continual mispronunciation of his name. Sounds like something I can get into. Also, curiously, on the back page, he hints at other things to come. I don't know if they're from himself or other i don't know kayak comics if they're expanding their roster of talent yeah because they mentioned like even a seven issue series and i'm like that's that's quite an investment yes now these were in your shop the no i had to order these on etsy oh Um, okay because i was gonna say i never heard of kayak comics yeah they're uh it's his new i think this is the first offerings from them and he threw in a little uh, Usagi Yojimbo sketch card for me. Oh, cool. Nice of him. And I had seen some of... He has done some... And some of the anthology work. I know he did a really nice... Uh, like a little mini biography on uh, the murder of Stringbean, the, the musician. I don't... I think that was in maybe Banthology or what, Or maybe he just did it on his own. But he, yeah. he did do a few... A few pieces. That's in a more serious vein, obviously. It's a real story, but I always like uh, Brian Bowles. I have a, some of the various artwork from stuff he's done. Managed so you're to get saying on it. 
this came before the Not Moon Knight mini free comic book day issue. I think the other way around, because I think I had... I thought the Not Moon Knight was actually from last year's free comic book day. But I'm not 100% on that. I don't know. This is 2021, so... Oh, then maybe I have it wrong, because I thought he did the Not Moon Knight before. Is there another Not Moon Knight? Or, I don't know. I mean, that was pretty enjoyable, too, which is is, uh, pretty goofy. Yeah, I like his, uh, I think that kind of sensibility matches the art quite well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then a little bit of the Red Ronin, and then uh, Godzilla shows up, which is pretty awesome. I can't find it on Etsy. I will, uh, let me go get that. Kevin, a vamp on this Not Moon Knight comic while I, uh... While I send uh, Phil a link in the discussion chat. <laughs> Vamps do not show up, unlike the Moon Knight comic that's currently going on. How's that? <laughs> no, I was definitely a fan of um, the original Marvel Godzilla series. So I'm like, oh, not Moon Knight. Maybe we'll get something, you know. Considering the other, the goat had swearing and violence i'm like oh maybe we'll get this like gritty take on not moon knight but then you come in here and totally different tone but then with you know with that godzilla series i love too so i mean it totally fits in here and what i laugh about too is we talk about uh branding and um lifestyle brands and everything and and Mark is kind of caught up here in uh, in some of that while he's supposed to be fighting uh, Godzilla. <laughs> All right, Phil, if you check the t- chat, I sent a little link. In yeah, it. yeah, I'm clicking it now. Thank you very much. Yeah, I have that uh, the big hillbillies trade. Although I thought where's mine? I don't have it right next to me, so I can't tell you what. Uh, what cover I have or anything like that, but yeah, good stuff. Always like, uh, always like Mr. Bowles. Nice man too. Had the opportunity to meet him at a few Chicago Comic Cons. I thought you would have liked those Zippo effects too. Hey, who doesn't? <laughs> you know I'm and a tone there's, man. Like that bit with the hand where it, it's sort of like a a mixture between the like just random. Like squiggles from like a like a sharpie, but it it's also like the sound effect thing. Very nice. And as I noted, I will put that link in the show notes as well. And it does have the digital and the print uh, options in his site. I assume it's a PDF, right, Kevin? It is. Yeah, I have a bunch of. Uh, I need to figure out how to organize my digital comics. I think I've mentioned how I've. Uh, stopped doing humble bundles because <laughs> I have a insane amount of digital comics I've never read so you were just like even though I'm giving to charity I'm not going to read this stuff so I got to cut out the charity stuff yeah I don't think it's a big donation to charity Kevin I think I'm better well, just giving money to charity if I need I think if I'm laying my claim <laughs> that this is my big philanthropic move I feel like I'm not quite there they do have the slider, but it's not the same as the old slider. So um, I remember, like, it was Humble Bundle, and then, like, when they changed the slider the first time, people were like, not so Humble Bundle? <laughs> <laughs> so, Hellbillies, should I pick up the trade paperback? I have that. Uh, I'm a big fan. You will see a character with my... I'm. Uh, they borrowed my name for the fat rural sheriff (laughs) i have uh yeah i'm pretty sure i got pages from it as well so i'm a fan but if you want to test out you know if you want to get some of the other stuff and see how you like it uh the hellbillies is a little more detailed i would say but you will recognize the same artist Mm -hmm. but it's uh, a couple of good old boys dealing with supernatural Supernatural oh. bad guys and stuff. 
says Goat Issue 1 does not deliver to Canada. It does not. Boo. Maybe I'll have to do a stealth package again for you boys. It's weird that it'll let me get Hellbillies, though. Oh, but it's 41 shipping, so that's not Oof. worth it. Yeah, so it's no, like 80 that's... bucks for Hellbillies. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah, I'll see if I can... Maybe I, I need to do some packages for people. At some point, I'm going to be doing another size down. Again, to date the show, old Slurmo on Twitter cost me some money today when he oh. tweeted about a book that I had no idea existed. So I had to <laughs> yeah. go immediately buy it. What was it? It was um, Roger Corman had a comic book company. Roger Corman does those B-movies. I don't know if you know. I know, I know who Roger Corman is. <laughs> so I was, uh, so uh, the, some show had covered, uh, you know, this, there was a Death Race 2020 yeah. comic that that company have, did. Yeah, I have that. And it's uh, Pat Mills and Kevin O'Neill and uh, Tony yeah. Skinner as well. Yeah. And I didn't know that existed, so I had to go buy all eight issues. What's funny oh, okay. is the company had three titles. The Death Race yeah. one lasted the longest. They also yeah. did a two-issue adaptation of Rock and Roll High School. That I do not have. Yeah. Which I need, which I might go get my hands on. That's the one I said if I get it after I read it, I'll send it to him because Bob Fingerman wrote it. And then they did three issues of Caged Heat 3000. Okay, yeah, I don't have that either. But yeah, I do have the Death Race. And that's it. So... I bought over 50% of the entire company output in one mm -hmm. eBay purchase, but, yeah, you know. But it's, yeah, it's someone you like, though, right? Yeah, yeah, so, I love Kevin O'Neill. And uh, and, and, and it, that kind of story fits his art really well, I yeah. feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll be, whenever that shows up, that'll probably make the show. But yeah, it was just one of those funny, never heard of, it was, it lasted, obviously, less than a year in 1995 or whatever. So you grab everything you see by Pat Mills? Yeah. Generally, yes. Particularly Kevin O'Neill of that mm -hmm. combo together. But I've bought yeah, if I see his name on a book. I mean, mid nineties he crossed over to America with a lot of others. So he did mm -hmm. some of the Marvel work like Punisher twenty ninety nine and a few oh, really? other licensed books too. Which are fun, but generally I feel he's best when he's a little more Untethered. Yeah, unleashed. Yeah. yeah, not to knock the fine people at Marvel and or DC, but the well, insane with Kevin. Kevin uh, came over earlier. He was a I DC did? guy. Yeah, you don't remember you? Uh, I think you were the one that wrote that drew the story that ended up being the two panels of the Alan Moore comic that got expanded into blackest <laughs> night and everything i think that was a kevin o'neill original <laughs> nice so yeah always love those two and when i found out i was like oh i got it because it's like you say phil they they show some pages and i'm like this is per like the over-the-top violence and ridiculousness <laughs> so yeah. add to cart bye. well it's almost like a world where uh that guy uh major martial law yeah. Martial law could live, you know. Almost. Yeah, exactly. And coming off, you know, they were off and on doing it too, so it does feel right in that. Yeah, so I'm very excited to get those. I'll keep my eyes out for those other series. Mm -hmm. And another eBay news: I did land my GI Joe 281. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. I paid like twelve or thirteen dollars. Taken to the bank. Yeah, but that's fine if you wanted enough. You know, like <sighs> you wanted it. And this new character, like, they're dressed in regular army clothes. <laughs> Their big ticket is they get a prosthetic arm. They're not even, like, bright orange ninjas yeah. that shoot lasers. <laughs> right? Like, who is... But uh, this is the one I'm going to retire on, boys. In 40 years when Sherlock has uh, an eight-picture deal in the G.I. Joe spinoff universe. That's his name, Sherlock? Yeah, it's Are a lady. Have... That's the code have... name. <laughs> Is it going to be like, you know, when they do Marvel's Avengers, it's going to be like G.I. Joe's Sherlock or something? Yeah, for sure. I front? mean, you know, they're really going to be still making those super obscure characters appearing in the IDW version in issue 281. That's right after Snake Eyes. I mean, that's the one. The well, isn't that movie out now? Yeah. 
Well, the yeah. other thing is, like, no one's going to know. Like, they have trouble landing the ones that had toys and intergenerational appeal. I would be surprised. I don't know what the print run is, but if it's north of 10,000 people reading G.I. Well, Joe 281, I would be shocked, including digital and everything else. I think you'd be surprised how many G.I. Joe fans there are, one. And two, after the Rob Liefeld run, they'll take huh. any. <laughs> there are a lot of G.I. Joe fans, but a lot of them don't. They're the toys or the cartoons. or I think the toys have kept more interest than the the comic book. Thing. Yeah, the toys. I know when COVID started, the toys started selling like crazy. Like, like people started getting really into collecting them. So it's been a little nutty. And Phil, I did pick up uh, vinyl number three. Oh, nice. Oh, you, but you haven't. You don't have one and two. No, I decided <laughs> I like this new style of getting uh, thrown in. But it's fun. It's the kind. No, no. It's the kind of thing where you need the whole thing. You need the first issue. Well, like I will I'll, say there was a little confusion, but that's what was fun about it. And I love the wraparound yeah. cover. It's just the first issue is so awesome. It didn't it make you nostalgic for uh, just jumping in on comics like back in the day? Yeah, it yeah. Was great. This, this is this is different though because it's like a little mini contained story. You know, it it's is. not it's not like a large Fantastic Four run, you know, or something like that. And it's uh, Doug Wagner, Daniel Hiller, Dave Stewart. Mm-hmm. It is a pretty violent kids, lots of yeah. blood, but it's still it was I don't know it was just fun. I like well, it's the art. Yeah, it's basically about psycho killers going to save someone. And I just enjoyed from a cult. Enjoyed being thrown into the picture, thrown in. Don't know who any of the characters are. Don't know nothing. Mm-hmm. Just start reading the comic. Mm-hmm. And just because I've had, I think uh, loyal listeners know I've had a bit of a hard run on number ones lately. So I really enjoyed coming yeah. in at three. Just promise me if you find the first two issues, you'll pick them up and then reread it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So. I can. I think I can. I think I've seen it, but I just wanted to. I'm like, I'm trying this new where I'm just we're gonna cold go and push through. Yeah, we know from your spawn escapades of these days. Well, I did, and I did pick up Bermuda too. But I've pretty much stopped reading it. I just look at the yeah, pictures. Yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't get to that one. But the art is so... I'm like, I'll keep buying it just to look at it. But, yeah, the story isn't holding me at all. And also, Phil, for you, yeah. uh-huh. I really like this one. Ice Cream Man number 25. Okay, I haven't read Wow. That I yet. fell yeah, off I the... Like, obviously, because I wasn't going to the store, I missed <laughs> some issues. But I think 25 is really good. It's just a little bunch yeah. of little vignettes. Oh, yeah, and that's the beauty about that comic. You can pick up whatever issue you want, and you don't need any of the rest. Yeah, it's really... So, yeah. And this is like... I mean, if this was a number one, I would totally yeah. be right there. I, I don't know. I think it's a... It's really I know horror is not for everybody, but I feel like if you're around and you see 25, W. Maxwell, Prince, Martin Morazzo, Colors by mm-hmm. Chris O'Halloran, uh, try, it's just these fun little stories fun <laughs> i mean they have a horror bent to them but they're not particularly yeah well it's kind of like the it's not, yeah it's not gross it's out horror, stuff. I guess. yeah but i was like wow now that's because basically because i've missed so many issues it's practically a number one for me i mean i gotta yeah, go but like i say like in. i say they're all number ones every issue is a number one they never continue into each other well, I mean, that guy has some ongoing... Well, yeah, there's there's some character development with him and stuff, but it's, like, that's... For me, it's the stories that matter to me when I read that. Yeah, so I just wanted to say... So I have some positive spin on that. That's an image mm-hmm. book. Uh, yeah, just really pleasant to grab a book that just works all on its own. Yeah. Super engaging, well done. And I was just... it's It's pleasing to me. Mm-hmm. The stories tend to pack a punch, usually. I don't know if this is uh, super pleasing. Uh-oh. <laughs> if Kevin knows that, this can't be good. I mean, I took that uh, long trip uh, down to... Uh, the 90s there, uh, late 90s, mm-hmm. of uh, indie comicdom. 
uh, on the back of this comic says, good comics aren't hard to find. <laughs> I guess. It depends on your outlook. I mean, this is, this is very true. So so maybe you can figure out who this who this publisher is from um, Skeleton Key? Mr. Blank. Hearts of Africa, Volume 2, Trials. Dork. Abel. Fun with Milk and Cheese. Oh, Evan Dorkin. <laughs> uh, and then the, the one... That I have here, uh, the waiting place from April 1997. He is a very good, not to get back to social media, but he's a good mm-hmm. follow on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He posts stuff and has interesting stories and interactions and everything. Yeah, when, so when dairy products figured... go bad. <laughs> so if you haven't figured out who the publisher, uh. SLG, Slave Labor Graphics. I don't know where, like, I became aware of The Waiting Place, but I'm probably sure it was from, like, someone like, uh, well, they thank uh, Kurt Busiek and a bunch of people in here, and Paul Jenkins. So I'm thinking one of these guys probably talked about it in some column or some letters thing back in the day or something, and I was vaguely aware of this. Sean uh, McKeever comic. Yeah. Seems like it's it's like his first year of writing comics. Well, he went he's, on he's, to stuff. bigger and bigger and more famous things, that's for sure. Yeah. And then um, you have uh, Brendan Farem. And uh, I wonder if it's their brothers or something. Because I was on the list of Brian. Oh, and then... Um, Andrew, you'll like this. They have a post office box, uh, a website, an email address, and the website is http colon slash slash ourworld.compuserve.com slash homepages slash s-k-m-c-k-e-e-v-e-r. Did you put that in your computer browser, Kevin? I didn't dare. Where's I'm the like, I don't box? even. I. No one talks about CompuServe anymore. <laughs> so. Someone must have bought that. Uh, that domain. I don't. I don't know. Some of these things just went away. It was sort of like the you know the Fortune City GeoCities tripod type of thing, and then someone. I haven't checked lately, but there was a a website that that was just dedicated to duplicating people's old home pages and I'm like I have no idea how you make money off of that but it was funny because you used to look up the old Thunderbolts webpage after GeoCities wasn't any, around anymore but the website was still around and duplicated <laughs> well are all the like all that stuff people did on MySpace is that still around good question I don't know if you'd want to reproduce like some of that was very busy, poorly designed. I like let's throw as much junk as we, basically every what everyone's home page usually look like. That was horrific sometimes. That that's what MySpace looked like anyway. So yeah, I yeah, was I not. I didn't have an account, but I do remember it. And I'm like, I wonder if those people go resurrect all that stuff. Like if yeah. Facebook yeah. goes away, like all the everybody's photo archives and all that stuff will be toast. Yeah, like I never had a MySpace account either. Like I totally skipped that type of thing. Like I think I was just I don't know why. I was just in between internet. Do you call that like internet phases? Like what there must be a terminology for for some reason I skipped like that generation of Because we didn't have iPhones yet. Yeah. And I think I was still going to message boards. But I think at some point I was even in between email addresses. It was a weird time. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, if you want to see uh, a comic about... Well, he says this is going to be... It's funny when he talks about... They talk about the market uh, a little bit in here. 
And they and inside the front cover it says suckers. Ha, ah, kidding. I welcome you to the first issue. <laughs> but they 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 say, oh, you know, we have this like possible unique place on the indie market that's gonna be so revolutionary about uh, kids going to school. Like no one creates comics like this. And I'm like, 1997. I'm like, yeah, I don't think there's a lot of. Uh, the market isn't drowning in um, a lot of uh, high school comics. Well, but SLG, they hung around for a while. I mean, they're like a company even up into the 2000s. I don't know when they went oh, away, yeah. but they sure. were around. They went away? I don't think... Is, are they still... I thought they... I thought they were gone. Well, didn't they... in? You won't know this, Andrew, but I think for some reason Amaze Inc. or something comes into my mind, too. I think they were one of those companies where you also have another name attached to it, so you so you have an A, it so then you, you get earlier in the catalog because everyone wants to have their company name with an A. Yes, and I get that. As far as I know, they still reprint like uh, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac and stuff. Yeah. Like yes, so it looks sure. like they still have a website, but... Yeah. I don't think they've got... I think it's know. more back issues, popular series. Yes. Yeah. Seems yeah. like you're right. Like, uh, they have a webcomic, and you can get t-shirts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about, it's, yeah, Invader Zim, but I don't know that you can get I love... That. Well, that guy, yeah, his comics were the most popular from them, because yeah. I love Johnny the Homicidal Maniac and Squee. Those ones were awesome. I think the last one I got from them was that Pinocchio Vampire Slayer. Oh, oh, that's right. Interesting. That was that was probably their last big hit, I'd say. Cause that one did pretty well, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw someone was at various shows pushing it, and it had I thought a couple of volumes. I think I only got the first one or two, mm-hmm. maybe. I've never read that one. Well, that they're now at top shelf. I'm not sure when that happened. That's why I guess I thought they were gone, is that... Mm -hmm. But I guess these titles move companies all the time, so I shouldn't be... It's like uh, Asylum. All they do now is reprint their old stuff. Like, you can still buy all their stuff, but they don't put out new stuff, you know? Plus, I don't think I've seen anything in the comic shop. And if it's not in a comic shop in the last couple years, especially because I'm not going to shows or anything, so I'm definitely... If it's not in the comic shop or on eBay or something, I'm not seeing it. And it's indie, that means. Yeah. So anyways, let's get back to this comic. I'm severely lacking of uh, mini-comics because... um, Your shows, eh? Yeah, I'm not shipping them at uh, exorbitant prices to myself, and I'm not... I don't know. It feels weird, like especially with one some of those special mini comics. To like, if you if you somehow found them digitally, like that, and, like I think yeah. holding some of those is like half the experience. Where are those? It's not comics? a standard comic. Where do they print their comics? Do they like outsource it from China, or is it because they print them themselves that they're having trouble getting them out? I don't know. Like, there, someone must have. They're so China, then it's the boat. It's the boat price prices. You know the shipping. It's making it hard for them. I kind of wonder if TCAF will be like online next year again, and they'll if they'll try to do the same. Well, it's made the supposedly the mini SDCC in November is going off. They're selling tickets and everything. I am passing. I I just yeah. I'm going to hold out for that December show, but even that I'm skeptical on. You know, on. I, I was, I thought you would, you would laugh, Andrew, because whenever we talk about our stuff, you're just like, we're like a hundred times worse. What are you guys concerned about? Because here they're just like, oh, we got to avoid a lockdown. But if I gave you our numbers compared to your numbers, you would laugh and go, what's the problem? Well, I just, the show's down here. There's no social distancing. I mean, I guess if you go to some dead show, but all the shows I go to, you're jammed in these rooms with people. You know, their walkways are pretty narrow. There's just no... You're going to be all up on top of people. Um, They're going to have mask rules that are going to be 
somewhat complied with, maybe well, not. You know, they're probably only going to let a certain amount of people on the floor at a time, I imagine. Yeah, but yeah. they're going to cook those numbers if they need if they want to goose it. And there's enough crazy people that don't care or figure it's over, or figure it's fake or whatever that I just I don't know. I've I've never except for like I said the worst shows ever. I've never been to one that hasn't been a poop show as far as crowd control where you're just elbow to asshole with a bunch of rando comic book guys dragging carts of books to get signed. I feel like that's the most concerning aspect potentially of like a fan expo since they said we're going to wait until it comes closer to the show to tell you what we're going to do. Because if they can't get their 25000 in, I know it was the previous owners, but I still think about, well, we have X number of tickets. If we only can let in half the people, we'll just let the other half, like, just gather outside. Like, I can see a possibility of this occurring. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just don't have a lot of faith in how they can arrange it. Because it's not their job. Like, their job is putting on comic conventions, not figuring out how to keep people separate. You know, that it's a whole skill set that they... And they just rent... The, it's not like they're... I mean, they are professionals, and this is what they do, but this is a whole new thing, I feel like. And I, I just don't think enough people take it seriously enough. Even though our vaccination number... You know, more people are still getting vaccinated, but I'm just unhappy with how I feel it's going and I just think not enough that small group that aren't taking it seriously enough for my tastes can effectively damper it I feel like you're also talking about a place here so and, that, and they have a con before any con that I would go to so I'm going to see how the uh, least restrictive most dangerous place handles a con let's see how well it goes yeah i mean by the time i find out if things are heading in the right direction i think it's going to be too late for me to go and it's a and as we talked about before i don't really want some crappy experience where everyone's behind plexiglass yeah and you can't recognize anybody and none of the create you know the creators are all hiding behind yeah bank teller no walls and there won't be pictures with the creators anymore you know and, uh, you know, I don't know how comfortable they'll feel signing books or not. Or I just, the whole thing seems too risky. And like I said, the ones that do feel comfortable, I don't know if I feel, if they're like, get on over here and give me a kiss or whatever. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to be thrilled with their lack, you know. But I'm, I'm also, I recognize I'm taking this, I'm being extra cautious. Maybe too much so. But it's my money and my time, and I don't want to be the whole time. Plus, you know, getting angry at people that screw up their masks and everything. And just... Besides, it's best to see what happens this show, you know, and yeah. then go to the next one maybe if it turns out. Yeah, I might do that one in December if things go. But even that, I'm like, I've been to that show. It's really tight, and they cram people in, and they run it through, and... I don't know, but it's interesting. I think they got Cassidy is coming, and I guess he doesn't do a ton of shows, so that's tempting. Mm. It's weird. Yeah, I've seen more and more cancellations again for cons, like as you get within a few weeks. Like there was that, was it Portland's Rose City? Yeah, they have a Rose City Comic Con. I I noticed Salem. I don't know. It's somewhere in Oregon. How about that? Yeah, so there was a, a whack of cancellations for that con, too, so... Yeah, Seems I mean, to be the way. If they could, anyways, was that a big enough tangent? <laughs> if they could maybe do something outside, or I don't know. I don't know. It's just not for me, but I hope people have a great time and a safe time. So, Andrew, do you want to read a, a high school comic about no. uh, kids that are miserable and uh, hate their life? I'm not really a high school comic guy, we've decided. Ah. Remember my hero macadamia nuts yes mm-hmm. i mean like i think billions that would be more exciting than that. this i mean i've enjoyed some 
high school comics, and I and I think this shows signs of doing more and not being just a miserable, not a miserable read, but the characters are all miserable. Like I feel like there would be more in the next issue because this issue is just like just miserable people living miserable, boring lives. And hey, it's the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> the slacker exactly. time of nothing is good, everything sucks. Yeah. So, I mean, that doesn't make for the most enjoyable of reads. And okay. then you have, like, instead of bullying, you have, like, uh, uh, like a parent, uh, uh, like, uh, beating up on their kids and stuff like that. I was just like, um, yeah, like... <laughs> Oh, sorry, Kevin. It's not Superman wrestling the Hulk. It's about I mean, real stuff, the most man. Action-oriented uh, moment you get in here, where like the principal asks someone, like our, our title character here, who's um, if they're fine, and then it's like more of a dynamic, like Kirby-ish pose, where he's like holding up the teacher by his like tie. And like yelling at him, and he has his hand out in anger, but that's only his like imagination. But it's one of those moments. Like I realize this is a this is a small town. It's the '90s and everything. But like watching school on TV or in a movie, I'm trying to figure out how this school and how this like maybe probably every school system I would be like this, like not specific to Hollywood. Hollywood seems to ramp it up though, where you're trying to figure out how the school works. Cause the school is different than your school. And you're like, I don't understand. Like you're trying to put the pieces together. Like how does any of this work? Cause it's all different than how your school board or your classes or whatever worked. Well, a lot of people, myself included, didn't have the best. I mean, my high school experience was kind of blah. I didn't enjoy the educational atmosphere. I mean, obviously, I didn't enjoy a lot of the things in here, like seeing people smoking in the bathroom and all that stuff. So uh, that was good. So are you going to try and run? Do you have more issues or you just have the one issue one? I can't imagine the print run is huge on this book. Like maybe they did a collection at some point. So it's kind of a hard thing to run down. But I mean, I saw the first issue. I I sort of knew what it was and definitely indie-ish enough. So I was like, yeah, I'll pick that up. I'm not sure if this was in a in a cheap bin or or a con dive, but anyhow, I was intrigued. Anyways, and it's not like the artwork is uh, confusing or anything or super indie. Like, so who gets everything across? We have uh, McKeever. Who's the other? Who else is working on it? Uh, I don't believe you know who it says. Uh, uh, Brendan and Brian uh, Fram. Oh, that's so right. You mentioned. No, don't know who those. Don't know if they went on to um, bigger and better things. Who knows? Yeah, there's no way to find out. I mean, there's no possible, you know, I Google mean, search or be, anything that you could do that would. There used to be. I mean, I guess I should just like use Comics Org more often, but <laughs> or just use their name and comics on Google or Bing or what, duck, 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 Okay, or... loading up Bing, <laughs> uh, since that's your, it seems to be your uh, one of choice. Didn't they have commercials where they're like, let us show you how yeah. aid results are better than, than um, popular, the regular results. We sure we can, at Microsoft, we can build a better model based on money That'll give you better results, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know how that's gonna work. Oh, it looks like they have a website. Hey, Kevin, I'm trying to get that Microsoft sponsorship. Don't cost us anything here. <laughs> it's gonna be like I hear on the other podcast, they'll talk about something, and they'll be like, 
not a sponsor, but can be a sponsor. Indie Comic Noise brought to you by Microsoft Bing. <laughs> oh, am I getting a free tablet? <laughs> no, you're getting free use of Bing. <laughs> oh, I, don't know. I don't even want to know what a Bing is. <laughs> They'll give us a executive uh, Bing Plus or whatever. <laughs> it looks like they st- they have some. St- yeah, looks like they definitely have some uh, other things out there. Interesting. Nice. Nice. Well, also, for the people following at home, I am still... I was able to get issue two of the Man-Eaters of Zambula. So, continuing with that. I also bought issue two of uh, Mom. So, I'm keeping up. I think with that thing being three issues is why I bought issue two. (laughs) Get Andrew. If you have a low number for a series, he'll buy the whole thing. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I'm waiting for my new glasses, because some of the print in that is teeny tiny. Are these like your spawn glasses, or are these... Are you, can you just put different lenses on the same glasses? Uh, these are just old man progressives, so I can read and see far away. They used to be bifocals, but now they transition the different lens, so you don't see the line. And they're supposed to let me read and see things far away but we'll see i haven't had uh bifocals slash progressives before so i'm hoping every there's a small number of people who eyes can't track i guess very small percentage but hopefully can i they can reorganize the panels too <laughs> i hope but otherwise i'll need reading glasses and regular glasses which is it doesn't sound like fun I get some laser eye. Uh, I remember that uh, Family Guy bit. I mean, I haven't thought of or don't watch Family Guy anymore, but it's it's weird how sometimes those those bits come to you. Like they they advertise their Jewish laser laser eye uh, surgery. Well, a lot of my family has, but I knew someone who had a bad experience with it, and it oh. forever. You know, sure, 99.999% work well, but you meet that one exception, and it kind of, I mean, it wasn't blonde, but, like, had kind of permanent ghosting effects at night and everything, and just sounded horrible. And I was like, you know what, I'm I'm good with wearing glasses. (laughs) I've worn them my whole life. I'll keep it up. And I'm sure, like I said, most of my family's done it, but I just, as we've established, I'm a scaredy cat, and... I kind of need my eyes desperately, so don't want to screw them up. Yeah, there's that one that one person that doesn't work out for, and then next thing you know, you're having some kind of uh, pills for animals and stuff. You never know. All right, is this a good wrap-up time? Do we want to talk about anything else? Um, comicsology. You want to talk about that? What about comicsology? Ah, uh, they're they're. They're getting integrated into Amazon. Yeah, I thought, I thought they, they already are... were. My yeah, Amazon it's... account's been linked for a long time. No, like like on Amazon. I, I guess I don't appreciate the difference. Like, well, you don't go to the Comicsology website. Then when it disappears, you'll you'll be totally fine. <laughs> I I rarely go, strangely enough, I rarely go because I just don't do a lot of digital comics. Yeah, I, mean, I have some, but I just don't. In fact, I always forget, and then i got to remember how to log in. And <laughs> I know I linked my Amazon account. I'm actually pleased if they just I can log into Amazon and look at it from there. It might actually cause me to look at it more. Is yeah, it going to stop? It won't harass me? To about, buy it off Amazon. Like, I don't want to go purchase a digital comic and it to tell me I should subscribe to Prime like five times in a row. Like, I would prefer that not be the yeah. experience. Why don't you do so, it? So, um, you know. Uh, I, we already subscribed to Prime. So that's why it's nice, because I can go and watch the little dumb TVs. And, and they have all the, like, worst movies and TV. It's great. I mean, they have fancy <laughs> one, but they have some absolute garbage stuff that wouldn't even make YouTube. Oh, These yeah. made yeah. things that are like, I like how is this on Amazon? Yeah. I like watching the trailers for those ones. Usually. Well, sometimes I get fooled because it's some comic book thing, and then you realize it's someone's <laughs> homemade motion comic. Or and you're like, 
Yeah. But they take like a regular character, you know, because oh. it was one, I think, on Captain Adam or something like that. And I was like, what's this? And then you're like, oh, this is just somebody like somebody's school project or whatever that they posted. I mean, I should look. Like, it's a hard work and you got to get people to record dialogue and all, you know, I, I don't mean to make fun of somebody's lifelong dead. ambition. You're but dead. but some of that like stuff, Phil, it's not good. That? I have no idea. I did watch a documentary on micro-budget horror movies on there okay. where they talk about how um, how it's been an interesting change having Amazon because it does allow distribution for a lot of these ones. You should watch the Image Comics one. I think you'll find it pretty good. I think I did see oh, that. Oh, boy. Oh, okay. But I enjoy... I don't know if I could take an Image Comics one. Like, I'm not a big micro-budget horror guy, but I love that movement. Like, it's a fun... Mm-hmm. And sometimes I well, watch some of them. And I watch... Horror documentaries are the best ones, usually, because they're the most interesting, like, the, just the way they make things, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you find people that are... Some of them have literally no budget. It's all... Yeah. Or they have, like, a couple thousand dollars, and that's it. I, I collect a lot of the horror ones on Blu-ray. There's a, Some of them are just amazing. And it's kind of fascinating to meet these people and see how they do it. And like I said, it, I guess Amazon's been a real big changer because before you had to get in a festival or some kind of distribution yeah. somewhere, and now, I mean, you're just flooded. There's a bill you could spend all day watching dumb. Well, there's also Tubi has a lot of, mm-hmm. um, like that kind of weird horror stuff. I have the uh, Kickstarter Hellraiser one, but it's like eight hours or more. I forget how long it is, but you can, it was only printed that one time that's worth quite a bit yeah it's fun i think it's a it's a cool movement i like those Mm -hmm. people making movies on their own doing fun stuff and how they get it and they seem pretty also those people i found at least in the comic world they're pretty collaborative and helpful you know it's not like they're hiding their secret like if you talk to them and they have time they'll talk to you and tell you you know, exchange info and tips and everything. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like they're hiding away, being like, "I have the secret and I'm not going to tell you." But all right, we'll call this a show. Fine, Kevin, Andrew, you have a way to end our shows, or are we? Um, Doc, Pertonova needs that vaccine. Why do you let him end the show? And so do the rest of us need the vaccine. Well, we have to have a beginning and an end, Phil. Uh, But that's not an ending people want to hear. (laughs) Well, how about uh, thanks for listening and stay safe? Sure. Sure, we can go with that.
While everyone was searching, there was bailing. We're talking about bailouts. While everyone was lost in the links, there was collapsing. This is a mess. Our company's nearing collapse. We don't need queries and keywords if they bring back questions and confusion. From this moment on, Search Overload is officially over. Starting today, we need the right information to make the right decisions. Decisions that help us feel right. Decisions that help us get to the right place at the right time, even if it's right around the corner. And we need to make decisions about what the right stuff is. Right now, it's time for the one and only, 100% engineered to cut through the decision engine. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time to be and decide.